Hey guys, welcome back to Chris and Harry Unplugged, episode 17. Happy Halloween. If you're on YouTube right now, you're getting a very special look. Harry and I decided to dress up for Halloween. Um, I am in a literal America, an American flag onesie with a pair of sunglasses on. Uh, I feel like a Republican. I look like a Republican. <laughs> I am not a Republican. I'm, I'm a raging Democrat. Some people commented, said Democrats need to take back what it means to be patriotic. Maybe that's true. It was also just the last outfit left in the store. It was either this or a delivery man. No hate to delivery men, but not aware of many kids who dress up as delivery men for Halloween. So I decided to pick this out. Harry, well, you look nice, man. What are you? I appreciate that, my man. I'm a Secret Service agent, and before the pod, Chris and I were literally saying we look like one of those alpha male red pill Republican podcasts you see on TikTok. Yeah, the way we, we're dressed we, right now. We look like like the Gen Z Republicans on on. Uh, we look like the Gen Z Republican profile pictures on Twitter of them just like standing next to Trump. Just, yeah, like, we, yeah, we look right. ridiculous. A couple yeah. things before we start. Uh, first of all, thank you guys so much for all the support on the last episode. Um, we we uh, you guys are killer with the hoodies. Killer. Listen. At this point, most peoples are that have ordered a hoodie. Your hoodies are uh, have arrived or about to arrive. I'll reach out to everyone uh, personally once again. They shipped very fast. Um, the only person who hasn't arrived is my buddy Matthew up in Canada. Listen, I learned uh, there's some problems shipping to Canada when you trial and error. I did not know this. So Matthew, if you're there, I love you. You're going to be the one person for now to have a have a hoodie in, in Canada. For now, we're going to keep it to only North America. I had to ship the hoodie to myself. And then to you. So I'm going to reach out to you personally. Sorry for the delays, but I really, really appreciate you. Yeah, put in you that work, man. Yeah, you can check out in the link description. We're going to add some more stuff. Also, one more announcement before we get to the news. Harry and I have decided after much, much, much debates, uh, moral debates, we are going to launch a Patreon for this podcast for Harry and I. Uh, you can check it out in the link below. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's essentially a way to support our work and we will give you guys exclusive content. Um, the exact schedule is not, it, it will be coming this week, but essentially we're going to be doing multiple live streams a week that will be available only to Patreon members and multiple extra episodes a month as well for the podcast that will only be available to Patreon members. Um, it would mean the absolute world if you checked it out. Again, we struggled with this very much, but we're just trying to uh, make the podcast the best it could be. So if you do want to check it out, if you, if, if you do, you can. If not, that is totally okay. We appreciate and love each of you so much so so yeah. much it truly means the world all the support everything it's uh, it's been absolutely like incredible and it puts a smile on our face and we are forever in every single person listening we are forever in your graces because you mean the world so yeah no seriously it's, it means a lot thank you guys especially with the hoodies man the people have yeah. been killing with the hoodies which Kill is like so kind man it's so, so kind. kind so crazy so listen we're gonna we're gonna cut real quick i'm gonna go change the normal clothes because uh we're gonna be talking about some sensitive topics today and we actually don't feel like it's appropriate to be wearing halloween costumes when we talk about some sensitive topics but um i hope you enjoy the uh the costume let me know what you are for halloween <laughs> in my dms or in the youtube comments we'll be right back welcome back everybody just had to quickly change um because we are starting off today by talking about the awful awful tragic mass shooting that happened in Maine, specifically Lewiston, Maine. Um, you know, when it first happened, there were different numbers coming out from law enforcement in terms of injured, how many people died, but we now have confirmation of the numbers. Um, at least 18 people were killed, upwards of around 50 to 60 people injured. Um, just awful, just awful. And as you guys probably know, there was a manhunt for many days to find the suspect. I believe his name was Robert Card. Um, although his name doesn't really matter. He's awful person. Um, but 
they're, you know, just awful. And that's kind of just another installation of the mass shooting saga we have in the United States, where every single day we have another mass shooting. Um, and it's just kind of like in the news for a couple of days. And then we move on and Republicans kind of sit on their hands and just wait for the news cycle to move on. So they don't have to do anything. It's just awful, man. Just gross. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's crazy, too, because as I said in a TikTok, you know, earlier this week, it's it's so, so, so common. You know, the definition of a mass shooting being anytime four or more people are injured or killed by a firearm um, this month in October. It's as we're filming this, it's October uh, 29th. We are past uh, 30 shootings. 30 mass shootings on the month of October. It's it's more than one a day. Uh, as of Sunday night right now, there was actually a, a shooting early early this morning, a mass shooting at a uh, that did not get as much news coverage um, at a Halloween festival that injured more than more than 15 people. I believe the exact number was 20. Um, and I was just kind of washed away in the news cycle. Um, just like every other mass shooting that you don't hear about. And it's, it's, um, it's heartbreaking. I said in my video, you know, as we've reiterated so many times, it gets tiring, but, um, at what point is the NRA and Republicans going to come to the American people? At what point are the NRA and and I'm sorry, at what point are Republicans and the NRA going to come to the American people and say, explain this and say, you know, start explaining themselves because we could have some piece of legislation signed tomorrow. Um, but Republicans are the ones who will not allow that to happen. You saw the Democrat in Maine from their 5th Congressional District get up on a stage. He is from uh, Lewiston, I believe is how you say it, the, the, yep. the town where the shooting happened. And he, as a Democrat, is actually opposed to gun control. But he got up on a stage. He apologized. He asked for forgiveness. He said, I'm now willing to work with Congress on gun control. I'm now willing to work to ban what he called assault weapons. It was very, very, very powerful. He took responsibility. Democrat, a Democrat took responsibility, said we need to do more. Again, Republicans are still silent. Um, and Americans will continue to die until, in my opinion, they're all voted out. And we, uh, there's a supermajority that's able to uh, pass the right legislation. Yeah, um, exactly. It's just it's very easy to feel very helpless with this issue because like every time this happens, no matter how gruesome, how awful, just nothing gets done. You know, when Uvalde happened, I mean, that was heartbreaking for so many Americans seeing, you know, the aftermath, knowing the fact that, you know, the, the, the children, the dead children had to be DNA swabbed just so they could be identified. Um, or even like Vegas, you know, the, with, with the concert and things like that, the one, the worst mass shooting in American history Around 50 people died, still nothing changed. So it's very easy to feel helpless. But we, as Chris said, like, we just have to vote these people out. Like, we, there is no other solution because Republicans will not do anything. They will continue to block it. So we have to continue to vote these Republicans out. And then, again, we have to remember that the Supreme Court really matters because we can pass all the legislation we want. You know, if Clarence Thomas and Justice Alito are still in the court, they're going to keep slamming down that legislation as unconstitutional. So we have to vote for the president, get liberal justices on there who interpret the Constitution more broadly so we don't have this, like, archaic interpretation that allows people to have weapons of war. Um, and, like, you know, I think, the, I think the, the takeaway here is, like, after seeing this, it's, like, it's very easy to feel hopeless uh, and helpless and, like, nothing's going to change. But the 
the best way to honor the victims of these mass shootings is working to make sure it doesn't happen to anybody else and make sure that their memory and, and their lives um, aren't just another number and something that Republicans can just ignore. Are we going to make them make them recognize these people, their stories and everything that happened to them and do something about it? Um, so we don't have to do this every fucking day of our lives. I mean, it's just awful to right. wake up and see this on the news every day. Right. Did you did you see the video of the the girl who was struck by a stray bullet in Maine talking to the news? I did not. Um, I I probably won't pull it up because I I, I thought about it, but I I don't think I, it's very very intense. If you like to go watch it on your own, it's very viral. But there was a a, a small a little girl, probably eight, nine, maybe 10. She was struck in the leg by a bullet. Um, and she was crying with her parents and she was looking at the camera saying, you know, I, I never, I never thought I'd grow up in a world where I was at a bowling alley and I got shot. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it'll, um, I'm surprised you didn't see it. It's, it's a hard video to watch. Yeah. I mean, well, and that's like, you know, with all these shootings that happen, like, you know, the, the effect on kids is really um, difficult for, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of just like average Americans listening, like, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of this. I mean, you did you hear that the audio of the little girl calling the police during Uvalde um, from the classroom? Mm -mm. Yeah. So this girl like in Uvalde was in the classroom where the shooter had primarily gone and killed a bunch of kids. And she was on the phone with police. Her teacher was bleeding out and she's like, my teacher's dying over there. I need police to come in right now. Um, she's bleeding out. This is like a, a seven year old girl. And she told the police that she covered herself in blood to appear dead to the shooter. Oh, and she yeah, remained yeah. still. I mean, what, what? And, and we're just like, that's Oh, like, you know, nothing we can like, do. That, that's like the, like, dude, like people's like, that's like, that's straight out of a horror film. That's that. Yeah. Imagine that seven year old right now, probably traumatized for the rest of their fucking life. Yes. Like, absolutely. Uh, and I, I had the numbers pulled up before the podcast. We've got so mass shooting defined as four plus killed or injured in a shooting. Like I said, so far this year, this was <clears throat> as of, this would have been as of last Friday, if you're watching this. So you're, if you're listening to this on Monday, Japan, zero, South Korea, zero, France, zero, United Kingdom, one, Italy, one, Germany, two, United States, 565. In 2023 alone. That's not like I mean, that's, 10 that's years like, combined. I don't even need to put it up on the screen. That is just here. That is striking. That is absolutely it's it's stunning. I mean, those are again. You you start to compare us to just other G seven countries. It's 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 astronomical. It's you know. I know Republicans like to act like this is an issue. Like I I got into a argument with a Republican this week who told me that I was wrong because they redefined mass shooting. They were like, well, mass shooting should be. I was like, well, mass shooting's not. This is what mass shooting is defined as, but. Or it's well. There's technically two different definitions, but this is kind of the most broadly used one. But he was like, I I got you know in my definition of mass shooting, I took out injuries, so it's only four more killed, and I took out anything that's not any gang violence and any like thing personal act on the street. I also took out. So he's like, actually, there's been X amount of mass shootings, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, if you're an American, 
you were immune to a bullet through the chest if it if it wasn't you know whatever you define whatever republicans define as mass shooting like oh my bad if i'm in a movie theater and i get shot and you know six of my friends get shot but we're all injured and survive i guess it just doesn't like it's we're it doesn't like nothing should be done about that oh yeah let's not let's not be ridiculous here and also like if i'm you know if i'm walking down the street you know and and i'm i'm i don't know if you're in a gang, I guess I'm not. We're not affiliated with gangs, but if you're in a gang, you're also not immune to a bullet going through your chest. I mean, these are all these. It's just like it's unbelievable the the lengths right. that Republicans will go to to just to just make this issue a non-issue when it when it clearly is an issue and the rest of the world can see it. Oh yeah, I mean, and look, I, you made a great point. Like getting shot, it's like life changing. Like I imagine for so many people, it is life changing. Like, um, you know that. That, that little girl we talked about, Uvalde, she was injured. Uh, and if it, via that guy's definition, she wouldn't count to the total. I mean, what the fuck, man? No, yeah. Like, get, they're doing mental gymnastics to justify this shit. Like, oh, and yeah. also, do the, do the people and gangs like, who are Americans, do their lives not matter? Like, do they, do they not contribute um, or are uh, part of these numbers that we're, we're talking about here? I mean, it's no, fucking it's, ridiculous, man. Yeah, well, that's how, again, that's how, like, Republicans see it. It's almost like they want to always ask the question of, like, if it's, it's like if it didn't get national news coverage, if it wasn't mm. a random event in a very, like, packed area that was, like, very nationally covered, then it just doesn't count. And they're like, oh, well, this this mass shooting where seven, you know, a mass shooting happened South Georgia. I live in Georgia. Mass shooting happened at a gas station um, in South Georgia. This was just a few months ago. It, it got no news coverage, only locally. That's why I saw it. Um, and, like, eight people died. And I think, like, the majority of them were 18 or under. Wow. Um, it, but it was like a, I believe it was like an altercation about either drugs or gang violence. Um, I mean, just, but these are, these are kids at a gas station and we're, we're those numbers. I mean, the numbers were horrific and it's like, Oh, you know, if I bring that up, a lot of Republicans will say like, Oh, well, like almost as if like, like, those lives just those that whole incident doesn't really matter because maybe they were doing something they weren't supposed to that shouldn't count to the toll i mean it's just bizarre the answer is that we have a gun problem um and their lives matter equally as much if if the right people if the wrong people were not able to get their hands on weapons so accessibly there's could be a kid who could be involved in you know dealing illicit substances or in a gang etc whose life could literally be changed forever because he didn't get shot because mm. you know you know what i mean so yeah and and like you know there are a lot of um people who get wrapped up with the wrong group of people earlier in early in life and they go down a wrong path or something like that that doesn't mean that they don't matter as a, as a person that doesn't mean that you know society forgets about them and like if they're in a mass shooting we're just like oh well Oh well, they were in. A, oh well, well they well, don't really care. Like, like, come on, man. Exactly. It's like it's like it's always like the. It tries to be a, a instance with Republicans often of like, they group everybody into like good or bad, and if you're bad, you just kind of don't really count in society. Mm. That's how I view a lot of Republicans on this issue. They're like, oh well, a lot of gun violence is happening from inner cities. I'm like, hmm, okay. Would you? care to elaborate on what like, exactly you mean by that yeah right right exactly. so anyways um regardless of that very heartbreaking 
Um, the answer is we vote, as Harry said. And a lot of people feel very helpless about the gun issue. A lot of people feel very helpless. But I'll tell you something. If you're a young person listening, if you're any age listening, uh, we have an opportunity in 2024. Someone asked me this the other day. They said, how do you think we bridge the generational divide? My parents watch Fox News. I, they don't even define themselves as a Democrat, but they say, you know, I'm, I'm not a Republican. My parents watch Fox News. They tell me I'm ruining the country. They tell me our generation is ruining this country. And um, they scream and they yell about how we're all so dumb and stupid. And I looked at her and I said, you know, we don't really have to bridge the generational divide. We just have to vote. We have an opportunity in 2024 to be the largest voting group along with millennials, Gen Z and millennials. So for once in society, we will be the ones looking at the older generations. We will be the ones looking at our parents who watch Fox News, who have screamed down our throat over and over about you're ruining things. Nothing's going to change. We actually have the control this time. So they will have to. We grew up watching disaster and mass shootings, and now they get to watch society change, and we have the control. Sorry, my cats are fighting. <laughs> my, that was crazy. Wow. Um, that was an unfortunate cut off to that, that, uh, that, that whole segment. But yeah, yeah the, the, answer is, the answer is we vote. And uh, we have the control. Gen Z and millennials have the control for once. Young people have the control. We just need to show up. Um, and it will no longer be us watching. It will be us doing, changing, et cetera. Love that, man. Yeah, no, exactly. 2024 is so, 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 so important. We can't even stress how important it is. And I think that this transitions us, you know, after that just awful, awful kind of tragedy we were just talking about, this transitions us nicely into another topic that connects to 2024. Um, Mike Johnson. Who the hell is Mike Johnson? Wait, the new thought, speaker of the house. <laughs> wait, hold on. Give me a second. Give me just, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. My, my DoorDash driver is, is, is my, my DoorDash driver is Mike James. I thought you were talking about my, my DoorDash oh, yeah, driver. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, Mike Johnson wrong. could be any guy in America, bro. They could be any guy in America. Uh, I swear the Republicans have this factory. They just made him up and put him out there and then gaslight everybody to make him seem like he's a real representative. He's not, he's never existed before. Mike, <laughs> anyway, Harry, let me ask you a question. Let me yeah. dead serious. Only, only honest answers. When you were on your phone and it was like Mike Johnson might have the votes. How familiar were you with Mike Johnson? Not a clue. And I mean that. Like, I yeah. have never heard of, of this guy in my entire life. And, and Harry, dude, Harry, like, if you were Harry Sisson saying, like, this, this dude, Harry is, like, on the grind with politics. <laughs> He's He does this all, like, no hate because, like, other people told me. They're like, I, I feel like I want to pay attention. I feel bad for not knowing who Mike Johnson is. I'm like, bro, there was there was lawmakers in Washington <laughs> who were anonymously? I'm dead serious. There was Washington. There was lawmakers oh, in Washington. Apparently, as the votes were being counted, they were getting together and like looking him up because yeah. nobody fucking knew who Mike Johnson was. Dude, did you hear that? I think it was Susan Collins, senator from Maine. I think like someone asked her. She was like, um, um, "Are you excited to work with Mike Johnson in the House?" And she was like going on about how great Mike Johnson is. She was like, and the reporter goes, "No, no, no. That's a that's a different person." She's like, "This Mike Johnson." She's like, "Oh." Uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Yo, no, yeah, oh, dude, that's man. hilarious. Yeah. Um, no thanks to Mike Johnson. That dude's the worst. And we'll give you a quick summary. If you don't know who Mike Johnson is, it's very fast. Go ahead, Harry. Oh, Mike Johnson uh, is, as Trump and Matt Gates would call him, MAGA Mike Johnson. He was 
the architect of trying to overturn the 2020 election in the House of Representatives during 2020. Um, you know, he was trying to flip those votes, make people vote for Donald Trump's election interference. He's also historically been very, very anti-LGBTQ+. He has come out in favor of criminalizing, criminalizing gay intercourse. So two couples, you know, doing their own thing in their, ba- in their bedroom. He wants to make sure that gay couples can't do that. Criminalize it. Um, he's also come out against gay marriage, saying that the Supreme Court over or, you know, allowing it in Obergefell was wrong. Um, and he was like, it redefined the definition of marriage for 5,000 years or whatever. Um, he's also been, and as you see here, new speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, uh, once wrote in support of criminalization of gay, of gay sex on the YouTube version. If you're audio, we have an article pulled up right now. Uh, Mike Johnson has also been extremely, extremely pro-life to the point of wanting to jail doctors, women who receive the procedure. And he's also said that abortion is the reason that they want to defund Medicare and Social Security for some reason. Uh, Not quite sure. Um, Basically, MAGA Mike Johnson is a freak. He's a lunatic. He's a bad guy, and he's bad for America. That's your summary. That's what you need to know about the guy. That was absolutely stunningly beautiful. Well said, Harry. Thank you. Very well said. Um, yeah, this is I very, very well said. I have the thing, as Harry said, the article pulled up if you're on YouTube about uh, Mike Johnson. Um, so he's wrote some very intense op-eds about um, gay sex or gay marriage. Um, Johnson called homosexuality a, quote, inherently unnatural and, quote, dangerous lifestyle that would lead to legalized pedophilia and possibly even destroy, quote, the entire democratic system. Dude. Quote, this is a free country, but we don't give special protections for every person's bizarre choices. Um, He would then go on to say that um, by closing these bedroom doors, they have opened a, quote, Pandora's box. And that led him to talk about how if uh, gay sex and gay marriage were legalized or, or widely accepted, that it would lead to people marrying their pets. What? Um, Yep, that was in the op-ed. Yeah, marrying their pets because I think Mike Johnson compares um, homosexuality to like, like literally, like he's dehumanizing all these people because um, he's a complete piece of shit. So that's Mike Johnson. That's who. That's and remember, remember Harry, because a lot of people you'll talk to, they'll say, "Well, Trump's not really the Republican Party." Uh, 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 uh. This is the Republican Party. If you are a Republican and you say Mike Johnson's not the Republican Party, Trump's not the Republican Party, wrong. You aren't in the Republican Party. You're not a Republican because Mm. this is the Republican Party. Mike Johnson is the face of the current Republican Party. So either you support it and you're a Republican or you're not a Republican. I mean, oh, oh my God. Spot on. No, dude, spot on. And the thing about it is, it's like there's no claim that he doesn't even represent the Republican Party. Every single Republican <laughs> member of the House voted for him. This guy, they, this guy's opinions have been out there. You know, they should be researching, you know, whether they do or not, the candidate they're electing to Speaker of the House. Right. And they picked him anyway. They picked his anti-democratic, homophobic, disgusting views, um, and they put him in there. Put him there anyway. And then him, coupled with Donald Trump, you're looking at disaster. So, folks, as Chris said, what a beautiful point. If you're looking at these people, you're like. I'm not homophobic. I don't think that gay couples should be discriminated against. I'm actually pro-choice. I don't think that women should be thrown in jail. Um, and if you're like, no, the, the 2020 election was not stolen. You know, the Republicans lost fair and square. Welcome to the Democratic Party. We converts are welcome. We will take you in. We will love you. And I promise we will never, ever uh, try to steal an election um, like these guys will do. And we'll never pass discriminatory policy or write these weird op-eds. You know what I'm saying? Right. Welcome. 
No, very, very well said. Yes, and we have a choice to make. We have an opportunity to make history in 2024, Gen Z and millennials specifically. So let's get to it because, yeah, these people are, are disastrous. I mean, disaster. I, I saw the notification that Mike Johnson was going to be the new Speaker of the House, and I was confused because I thought it was, I thought it was my DoorDash delivery guy trying to get in contact with me. I saw the picture. I was like, oh. Mike Johnson, my delivery, my DoorDash driver. He's got a nice picture. Oh, no, I was wrong. Who? Who? Yeah, so Yo, don't, listen, don't. I'm telling you the average DoorDash driver would be a better speaker of the house than, than Mike, Mike Johnson. Johnson. I agree. Put them in there. They're harder Put, workers, I promise. Put them I in. Promise. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to shit talk DoorDash. I don't mean to shit talk. Hey, bro, I, oh, I, no. do some, I do some food delivery apps too, bro. I just try to make some extra money on the side. I'm just saying. Just saying. Oh, no. And we full, I fully believe that your average DoorDash driver would be a better speaker <laughs> of the house. And Mike, I really believe that. Put them in there. Just put them in. Just put them in. Put them in. Um, no, and I think, that, I think the main point about like Mike Johnson or like how it just shows you how like dumb Republicans are. And I really mean it because as I'm saying, it's like, you know, joking around saying like, welcome to the Democratic Party. But like, seriously, like if you're a moderate Republican, you don't identify with these people, like vote for a moderate Democrat. Joe Biden is, is more on the liberal slash moderate side. Like vote for the moderate people. Don't vote for the lunatics. Don't enable it. You don't just because you've like voted Republican in the past doesn't mean you have to enable insanity because they're not Republican anymore. These people are not the Republican Party. They're not the conservatives of that your father, your mother grew up with. These are an entirely different group of people who don't really care about democracy. They don't really care about, you know, how their policy affects people. It's either their way or the highway. Um, and that's bad for America. There's no compromise. There's just no compromise with them. Um, and they don't, you know, again, like Mike Johnson, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, who, you know, his best buds with Mike Johnson, they're not interested in getting things done. They're not interested in working for the American people. They're interested in chaos. Again, Republicans plunged us into utter chaos without having a speaker for three weeks. And then they gave us Mike Johnson, MAGA Mike. Right, MAGA Mike, right. And a lot of people will follow that up and ask pretty consistently, and I'll give you your answer right now. They say, well, I just don't understand. Why, why does Marjorie Taylor Greene say insane things? Why does Matt Gates get up and do and say ins insane things? You know, I see, I see all these people. They, 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 they're, it's like they're, they're searching for airtime, and that's exactly it. They plunge us into chaos because they don't care about governing because they care more about airtime. Why do they care about airtime? Because it gets them votes. It gets them votes. People see them. They fundraise, etc. They do not care about the American people. They don't. And so I think that was well said. Yeah. Um, so just you know, keep that in mind in 2024 that Republicans openly elected someone who wants to jail women. He's a homophobe. He's an election denier. And every single one of them vote for it, voted for it. And then after the Republicans finished their conference where they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to vote for Mike Johnson. A reporter is like, hey, hey, Mike, you voted to overturn the election in 2020. You were like the architect of that. And before she could finish her question, question, the Republicans screamed at her. And one of them told her to shut up. Uh, they don't want to deal with it. They don't want the American people to ask these questions. It's disgusting. Don't vote for the Republicans in 2024. Um, again, kick Mike Johnson to the curb. Uh, Put a DoorDash driver in there. I'm telling you it'll be better. I'm telling you it. it'll be better. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well said. That was uh, that was the chaos in the house. So it's it's officially for now. Well, I guess chaos is coming, but the chaos to not elect a speaker is over. Um, so those were pretty much a lot. The two very defining things in the news this week. Um, the last bit of this podcast. Uh, I didn't have a good transition here. I'm sorry, Harry. The last, the last bit of the podcast, we're going to give you a little bit of an update on our thoughts and of the general um, news about Israel and Gaza. 
Uh, this is, again, we want to preface um, that we're pro-innocent people not dying, and our opinions are forever changing. This has been a tough subject uh, on the Internet. I think a lot of people are very, very, very dis divided over it, understandably so, um, especially, as we talked about last week, the left is is quite, uh, uh, I guess, the best word to use, although it kind of sounds odd, is divided. So Israel has started their ground invasion into Gaza. They have cut off the uh, electricity and Internet in Gaza. Um, and as of, you know, right now, Sunday night, they, you know, tanks are within the Gaza Strip. They're continuing a bombardment of bombing in the Gaza Strip. It's kind of unclear what's going on. Reporters have essentially been told if you don't leave, um, anything goes. Um, and, you know. Like I said, internet access has been cut off. Now, I think most people, if you had needed a brief summary, most people would view, I just want to give some prefaces, most people would view Harry and I uh, as pretty in the middle of this issue and seeing a lot of both the, pro the quote pro-Palestinian side and the quote pro-Israel side. Um, but I think, in my opinion, uh, and I've been open about this on TikTok, you know, a lot of innocent people are dying right now, and I think... The invasion of Gaza is a mistake. I think it's a big mistake. I, I think I could wrap my head a little bit around some of the response Israel had to the terrorist acts of Hamas. I understood. I think from a pure foreign policy perspective, um, the invasion is a mistake. It doesn't really seem to have a, you know, the clear goal here is to eradicate Hamas. Um, I think in doing that, they are going to cause humanitarian hell for over 2 million people. And regardless of that, it's unclear to me what happens after that. They turn Gaza into rubble and then they don't want to occupy it. So the United States has asked Israel not to occupy it. Israel says we don't want to occupy it. Israel has never wanted to occupy Gaza. That's why they gave it up to literal terrorists. Um, and so the question becomes what happens after Gaza is turned into rubble and we probably see some horrible, horrible atrocities. In my opinion, I'm concerned about outside groups, you know, having a role in that and potentially making the security of the state of Israel worse. I'm so I'm actually think that from a foreign policy perspective, this doesn't have very many pros, um, and and is and is a bad idea. Um, if Harry wants to give more specifics about, I probably should have started with some of the statistics, but um, we've yeah, it's 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 not pretty. No, it's it's not good. Um... You know, I think the I think the consensus right now, or the global understanding, is that like over seven thousand Palestinians have died. Um, I think the the Israeli numbers are still relatively same, around fourteen hundred from mostly around from October seventh. Although there have been further deaths. Um, yeah, I think that we're getting to a much different point than we were even a week ago. Um, a ground invasion is a huge escalation. It's quite a big deal, um, and I think that. You know, as Chris said, we've been kind of in the middle. We've always been like uh, innocent people. Don't kill innocent people. That's our position. And I think that this is, you know, our, our condemnation of this is kind of following that position. I think that a ground invasion is probably going, only going to lead to more innocent Palestinians dying, probably going to lead to a lot of Israelis dying, whether it be in the form of, you know, Hamas just shooting missiles uh, indiscriminately or, you know, members of the IDF even dying. Um, it's tough. And I think that, that potential ground invasion could have broader implications for the region 
Iran, Lebanon with Hezbollah, you know, all these different things. And, you know, the fact that more, you know, United bases, United States bases have been struck and President Biden retaliated. It just seems like the temperatures was already high. It's getting very, very high. Um, and I think that the ground invasion has a possibility to make this a lot, a lot, a lot worse than it already was. I just again like I have no idea what the solution is. Um, right. There's nothing. There's nothing we can do as the United States. I mean, there just isn't. Right, right. And a lot of people have asked, you know, what's the solution if you know you need to eradicate Hamas? You know, what's the solution if you don't go uh, if you don't storm the Gaza Strip? I'm not sure what the solution is, but the four strongest military in the world um, and some of the brightest minds I think should probably have another answer that's not this. Uh, and again, from a foreign policy perspective, I just I think it I think it makes the security for uh Israel worse. So that's that's um essentially why why I've taken that standpoint and um yeah, innocent people continue to 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 die and and the UN has said that you know in the past few days the the situation in Gaza has really 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 deteriorated deteriorated. Uh there's pretty much not really any ability to get aid in um or or more aid you know uh people have you know they they said today that quote um there's complete and total collapse of any type of governing so people are breaking into homes and breaking into warehouses in southern gaza which is where they were essentially people were told to go and they are um kind of people it's just it's a free-for-all which is really just very very sad um i guess that's the best term i can use to describe it um and we will wait and see what comes of israel's invasion um and that's that i want to preface the end of this episode uh and harry feel free to step in whenever here because i know i know the rest i know this part was not necessarily planned i do feel a strong sense to say that you know harry and i are pro innocent people not dying and although i am as of right now it may change as though we you know we may speak about how it's a mistake to invade the Gaza Strip. Um, some of the anti-Semitism that we've seen specifically over the last week um, from a lot of pro-Palestinian rallies has been incredibly nauseatingly disgusting. Um, I know I, I know that it goes both sides. There's been a lot of uh, anti-Muslim sentiment, if that's the best way to say it, along with anti-Semitic and anti-Jewish sentiment, but um, there was some very intense um, rallies around the country this week uh, that showed some very, very disgusting uh, anti-Semitic remarks. Um, and I want to remind people that, you know, we're in this fight partly because I think the saying goes that history doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. And I know that a lot of people who follow us and are on the left may be tend to lean more, quote, uh, on the Palestinian side of things. But I want you to remember that as if you are a Jewish American right now, um, or you are Jew, if you're a Jewish American, you are. It's 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 extremely tense right now. Uh, it's very hard. It's very 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 scary. And you need to remember that this 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 happened like you know when 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 you have people in the streets of america right now calling for the death of all israelis or you know 
throwing the Star of David in a trash can and saying, you know, we there's a side, multiple signs about how the man from Germany should have finished the job. That was that was less. That was very. That was not that long ago, that the J- Jewish people were, you know, six million of them died in World War II, uh, and so we just need to be, just please be mindful as you, you know, pro innocent people not dying, but don't let uh, don't let it get lost. And I feel for anyone on both sides affected by this issue. I just wanted to call out. The fact that I've seen rampant anti-Semitism in a lot of these pro-Palestine rallies, and I think it's disgusting. Yeah, no, um, very, 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 very well said. Um, I just want to bring some things to people's attention and kind of connection. What Chris is saying is in the sense that of the anti-Semitism, not sure if you saw it in Russia, but there were rumors that a flight full of Israeli immigrants from Israel to Russia because of the war were coming in. And so people stormed, Russians stormed this airport in search of these Israelis to kill them. And, you know, they're searching in airplane jets, the airport, different things like that. Um, horrific. So, you know, this anti-Semitism is not just only here, it's abroad as well. But there were also uh, Cornell, um, I think it has around a, a student body of like 22,000 people. I think around 4,000 of the students there are Jewish on their like uh, website tonight, you know, there were a bunch of pro Hamas accounts and they were th- threatening to blow up a synagogue that was near Cornell saying that if you see a Jewish student walking on campus, follow them home and, uh, you know, bear, uh, just warning, it's very graphic, slit their throats. Um, these are just individual instances. And I think this speaks to why, you know, a, a, a Jewish homeland was created in the first place. And, why if you have Jewish friends and families, please reach out to them, make sure they're okay. And if you're Jewish, Chris and I love you, we care about you, um, you know, we want you to be able to be who you are and worship who you worship. And that same, and also the same goes for Arab Americans, Muslim Americans who are also feel, feeling some form of targeting as well. Um, you know, we, again, we saw that six-year-old little boy stabbed and killed along with his mother who was badly injured by their landlord. Um, just a lot of hate in the United States. Um, so if you're either, you know, a, a Jewish American, um, or even just Jewish or Muslim or uh, Arab American, we care about you. We support you. And we're very, very sorry about everything that's happened. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, oh, yeah, I think that's really well said. It's, um, excuse me. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a tough scenario. It's I think it's what I've noticed about this is it's it's very, you know, um this issue particularly feels I think emotionally excuse me. This issue particularly feels emotionally draining to a lot of people, I think. It's just very intense on on all sides no matter how you look at it. Um and it's got far-reaching uh implications and so that's kind of how I've been feeling about it. Just very, you know, it's, it's, um, it's hard, but again, you wake up every day, you one foot forward. The fact that, you know, we, we, uh, we, uh, as a, I, I don't know what I was, I was trying to, I'm trying to say something inspirational, keep going, keep your head up, vote, you know, stay safe. Things will be okay. Uh, exactly. this feels like a shorter episode than normal, but I, it, I mean, it is shorter. Yeah. Yeah. But we covered some good stuff. 
you know, in we terms did. of uh, a lot of a lot of. Yeah, it's, it, this was also like an emotionally draining episode, man. Like, yeah, this was I don't not know. Fun. I feel like we've been, <laughs> I know. I feel like we've been talking longer. Um, well, listen. Um, yeah, that'll be it. Listen, uh, Sisson, do you uh, do you have any plans? Oh, we're gonna switch lightheartedly. Do you have any plans like for actual Halloween day? I think it's like Wednesday, Tuesday. No, man. Unfortunately, I have a mm. lot of work, both school and uh, um, you know politics stuff. So head nice. down for now. Unfortunately, like but. Uh, you know, like if you're going out for Halloween, be safe and have a good time and go trick or treating. Or if you have like a party to go to, friends or something, do your thing. Have a good, have a good time. How about you, Chris? Do you have any Halloween no, times? No, no, I, okay. I did my stuff this weekend. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, I you know went to an event. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm done now with Halloween. Moving on to Christmas, bro. Ah man, Mar- Mariah Carey comes out November first, everybody. Yeah. November first. Right. Remember that. Like, Exactly, exactly. Well, that'll be it. Listen, if you want to check in the description, all our socials are there. We're here every Monday at 1 p.m. And like we said in the beginning, there's links to hoodies if you want to check them out and our new Patreon, which we will be giving more updates about as uh, as it goes forward. There will be live streams there and exclusive content, lots of exclusive content. Um, and we're going to put a lot of work into it. So if you do want to check it out to support us, it would uh, mean the world. So... Yeah, we uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate each and every one of you. You make all of this possible, and it, it truly means a lot. So everyone be safe. We'll see you next week, Monday, 1 o'clock. Have a great week.